or didn't understand like why I ate the way I ate, why I had cravings the way that I had cravings. Um, how do I make changes so that I can, you know, so that it can be a um, doable experience or journey for my life. Welcome to the Success Fitness Podcast. I am your host, Christian Evans. This podcast is for women and men over 30 who wants to achieve success in their fitness journey. And our special guest today, Caressa Johnson, will help us do just that once she shares her story of how she lost over 120 pounds, the impact of overeating processed foods, and what she learned after overcoming 20 years of struggling with emotional eating. Without further ado, Success Fitness family, please welcome Caressa Johnson to the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. No problem. No problem at all. So losing over 120 pounds. Can you tell me what impact that had on you and your just overall life today? Um, definitely a major impact. Um, I feel so much better. Um, and not just, you know, from a physical aspect, but just you know, mentally, um, spiritually. So it's definitely been a journey, but um, I'm definitely, you know, so much happier in in the, you know, journey that I'm on at this phase that I'm in right now. So I'm okay. definitely looking forward to keep going. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I got you. And I bet you have a newfound uh, kind of like perspective on life and just overall just energy, right? Oh, Absolutely. Good, good, good. Now, tell uh, everybody where you're from and where you currently reside at right now. Um, I was born in New York, um, but I have okay. lived in Georgia most of my life um, from the time that I was a toddler or infant. So I'm currently located in Smyrna, Georgia, which is one of the surrounding cities of the Atlanta area. I got you. So how was it like growing up um, down in Georgia? Um, it, it was pretty good growing up in Georgia. Um, me personally, I had some things that I overcame. I had like some challenges. Um, you know, I actually have a book where um, I talk about um, overcoming childhood sexual abuse. So, but aside from that, you know, it, it's definitely been a good journey growing up down south. <laughs> I got you. Now, some of those obstacles that you just mentioned were those big factors in regards to, let's say, uh, weight gain, perhaps? Um, I believe so. Um, I think okay. that now, you know, as I'm, as I have lost the weight, I'm realizing that there are certain triggers and things and I'm noticing patterns and habits. And I notice where sometimes where if I'm going through something emotionally, my body just seems to be hungry, like <laughs> excessively hungry. I gotcha. So I, I wasn't I gotcha. aware of that before, but it's definitely something that I'm, you know, paying much notice to now. I got you. I got you. And I was like the same way. Different things that happened in my life um, caused me to react a certain way. Right. You know, everything has a has an effect because then you look at the cause of it. And depending on um, how you react to it is basically just how you react to it. And I guess how I reacted to it, similar to what you just said, is emotional eating. You know, you're like, OK, you're constantly thinking, constantly munching on something, constantly uh, mm -hmm. thinking, constantly munching on something over and over and over and over again until one day you're like, all right, I got to I got to chill. So with that mm -hmm. being said, what motivated you to start your fitness journey? Um, I just got to a place where I just no longer felt comfortable in the skin that I was in. Um, mm -hmm. Of course, I just noticed with taking pictures, you know, but now looking back at some of the pictures, I was like, wow, like 
I, I just didn't see myself like how I see my pictures now. I didn't see myself that way. Then I knew that I was bigger, you know, but I didn't yeah. see myself the same way. But, um, you know, just I would see certain things and I just didn't like mm-hmm. what I would see when I would take pictures. I'm like, OK, no, I found myself always wanting to edit pictures or, or take pictures from here and up, you know, and so forth. Right. I didn't like what I was seeing. And aside from that aspect of it, um, my kids would be like, um, Mom, why are you breathing so hard? I'm literally just sitting here just being me. And wow, I got you. While I'm breathing, while I'm breathing hard. I'm just breathing. I'm just breathing regularly and just um, feeling very fatigued, just having very little motivation about life and stuff like that in general. And I'm like, OK, no, nah, you, you got to do something about this. This is not the way this is not a way of life. I got you. So on your day one, can you remember like your day one? Um, some people's is, uh, let's say, ultra dramatic where it's like I'm throwing out everything from the refrigerator and I'm throwing out everything from the pantry. Was it like that or was it just like, OK, let me take this slow, calm, strategic approach. But I do know today is my day one of this new healthy lifestyle. What was that for you or what did that look like for you? Well, I'll one? say I probably had a lot of day ones. I got you. you know, I got you. You'll be there mentally. We all like, do. Started, we all started, do. We all do. You're not like, alone. Okay. Yeah. At some point you just fall off. So I say over the course of the past 20 years or the past two decades, um, you know, I would just get to a place where I'm like, okay, well, I need to be a little bit more mindful, you know, like I'm gaining too much weight. And I'm like, I need to be a little bit more mindful of what I'm eating, how I'm eating. But I just didn't have the knowledge from a nutritional aspect of what to change, how to change it. And one of my struggles is my taste palette. I'm not a big vegetable person. Like from the time I was a little girl, I hated certain vegetables. Like I can only eat like a certain select few vegetables because I just didn't like the taste of them. But now that's somewhat changed. um, So I learned, but I learned as much deeper than that. It's just about making other um, adjustments or improvements. So like you don't necessarily have to just totally change your whole entire lifestyle. However, you have to learn how to make modifications that work for you. Um, So over the years, I think going on certain diets and stuff like that, I felt restricted. So it was like, okay, I'm going to go on a diet for a few weeks. And then the moment that diet was over, it's like, okay, back to my regular life. And then I would never be consistent with keeping it off. So I have on my own, lost 30, 40, even 50 pounds at a time. Wow, okay. um, but I didn't, you know, that didn't maintain because I didn't know how to incorporate it and make it into a routine for me. I got you. And it's funny that you say that because I believe, I think I did a podcast a couple of weeks ago talking about that very same thing. It's like, and then what, you know, we are so used to having like these goals and not really having a plan after you reach that goal. You know, mm-hmm. it kind of reminds me of uh, Forrest Gump when he did that cross country running. And then mm-hmm. once he got to where he was done at, he was like, OK, I'm just going to go back home. And it's like, OK, you did this long, dramatic run. You grew a whole <laughs> beer from just running. And it's like, OK, I'm just going to go home afterwards. Like there was no plan, no, no anything. And I kind of relate the weight loss or fitness journey, whatever it is to that, too, because it's like, all right, you know, like you said, you've lost 50 pounds and that is a lot. You know what I mean? That that is a significant amount. But it's like, okay, you got to 50 and then it's like, okay, then what? You know, there was like no plan. And I've done that before, too. You know, Mm -hmm. lose some weight and I just get right there. And then it's like, okay, well, I did that. Now I can go back to doing whatever I was doing beforehand Mm -hmm. because it's mentally you're thinking that all this weight had never come back on and it comes back on. 
10 times faster because you're just right. so mindless. You're so mindless and the body is just so easily receptive to all right. of those, uh, let's say, indulgent foods and where mm-hmm. to put them on your body, you know, afterwards. Well, afterwards. So after this yo-yoing of going kind of up and down, you know, 20 pounds here, 30 pounds here, then what was like the phase two where you're like, okay, enough of this yo-yoing. What do I need to do to finally just get over this, over this hill, over this hurdle? What was that for you? And what did that look like? Um, I think even at one point I went to or my doctor because, you know, some doctors, they're like straight to the point. Um, and they were like, okay, look, you since your last baby, which my kids have practically grown, they're like, oh, you didn't gain like almost 100 pounds. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, wait, thanks for letting me know. <laughs> but, um, right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I think at one point I even did like Fentiman, which some people call Adipax. So it was kind of okay. like a boo that helped um, or whatnot. But again, it was just like it helped and it jump started it. But it was like, okay, there was no plan after that. I, did, I still didn't really know yeah. from a nutritional perspective. I didn't understand like why I ate the way I ate, why I had cravings the way that I had cravings. Um, how do I make changes so that I can, you know, so that it can be a um, doable experience or journey for my life and you know do what works for me and so after just doing that and continuously battling and trying and then it just not you know being consistent I didn't really have much of a support system um behind me like you know people in the household it was like okay I could be on a diet and say okay I'm eating this way and I'll do pretty good right you know, go to the gym and stuff like that but then I got people around me like, um, you want some from Zaxby's? You want some from McDonald's? Like, you know, literally, you know, asking me and knowing that I'm on a diet, you know what I'm saying? And so, um, it's like, now, I just do you feel that was intentional or not? I'm just no, asking. I think it was just kind of like, you. um, it was our norm and what we were used to. We ate out a whole, whole lot in the household. I got you. So it was kind of like, okay, you hungry? You want something? It's, it's Monday or Tuesday. It's time we. It's time to eat. You haven't cooked yet. You've been working all day. So hey, you want something? You know. So it's one of those things. But um, and I don't think that you know nobody really understood the impact, like how much it meant to me or how much I needed that Got support you. and that right. push. Right. They say, okay, well, right. no, we're not gonna eat that today. And then sometimes right. it'll be like you want a salad from Zaxby's. But I learned from after going to see a nutritionist because um, like even some of the salads, they're still not technically healthy. I had to learn from a nutritionist. Yeah. Like I would go to right, Chick-fil-A, right. there's a salad that I love. I love the Southwest um, salad. But the dressing in itself after going to see a nutritionist and telling her, she's like, well, do you know, like you're practically eating the same calories in the salad is the same amount of calories in that dressing. So when you put that particular dressing on top of the salad, you're you're not getting the nutritional value. And so I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't realize that. And it was so good. I thought I was doing such an amazing thing by eating the salad. But she's like, no, try the uh, fat-free honey mustard. It tastes just as good, but it's like more than half, you know, not even half of the calories of that other dressing. And so just little small changes like that, you know, definitely help. Right. Now you mentioned, uh, let's say a lot, but I want to, go and ask in regards to like the impact of overeating like processed foods. Right. And Mm -hmm. this can be a contributing factor to say, you know, the weight gain and um, even the salad dressing that you Mm -hmm. are talking about. Can you dive further deeper into um, 
what that meant to you and how that affected you. Because yes, uh, information is powerful. And once you get the the correct information on mm-hmm. what it is that you're intaking, then you can start to say, it's like, okay, well, now I can see why I would prefer or I will, mm-hmm. well, I would need the, uh, the fat free, free dressing because this dressing has X, Y, Z in it. And that's mm-hmm. not working towards as far as my goal. So you mentioned about, you know, the overeating of high processed foods. What were some of those, like in addition to what you just got through naming? So, um, just because, you know, having a busy lifestyle working, um, initially mm-hmm. pr- prior to COVID, I was working, and my commute was at least like an hour plus uh, with Atlanta traffic. Wow. And so like I would literally get up at like five something in the morning just to get on the road by six, six thirty to make it to work by eight. And um, then after work, I mean, in traffic, at least an hour or more, sometimes two, depending on traffic coming home. So it was like by the time I'm doing all that, I didn't feel like, you know, didn't feel like coming home cooking, um, right. which I should have. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't that I couldn't. I didn't really have much motivation. And then in the office space, we had nothing but access to snacks and stuff like that. So yeah. chips, chips and cookies. And mm-hmm. um, so I learned from the nutritionist the importance of whole foods. I also learned that when the body consumes those empty calories, what, what the nutritionist refers to as empty calories, such as potato chips and um, like frozen foods, you know, like let's say a White Castle burger or something like that. Um, just those mm-hmm. sorts of things. And she also shared with me how those you can become addicted to it. So it's like once you start feeding that to the body, the body craves it more and more. And I noticed that, too, because even like with sugars and sweets and stuff like that, like I can say, okay, I'm on a cheat day. I'm going to have a cookie. You go have that cookie and you want more. You want another one. You don't want just one. Like same thing with a chip. You want a chip. You don't want the whole bag. May even want another one. And I couldn't really understand why. Like why? But she says because it's empty calories. So you're consuming all these calories. But it's not filling you because it's not a whole food. So when you eat more whole food, such as fruits and vegetables and stuff like that, like even if it may not be the most healthiest whole food uh, from a nutritional perspective, but you can have as many as that as you want because it's it's filling you, you know. So as opposed to chips or whatever, um, you can do an apple or you know, like I I like really sweet fruits, (laughs) so I love watermelon and apple and stuff like that, but. I learned that, yes, some of those are high in in sugars and stuff like that, but it's much better as opposed to consuming a bag of chips or some cookies or or things of that nature. And what I used to tell myself is I remember a time where when my kids were little, we would go to Chuck E. Cheese and Mm -hmm. they would have like the pizza there. So I would like literally eat a slice of pizza, maybe even two slices of pizza from Chuck E. Cheese. And then once we're gone, it's like, okay, we ready to eat again. And it's like, but dang, you just ate two whole slices of pizza. So you would think that you're full, but that's because it's not whole food. So then you're hungry, you know? So it's like, you have to be more mindful of the calories. So is it even worth consuming those calories of that particular content or um, food, you know, as opposed to eating a salad or, or, you know, and it don't necessarily have to be a salad. It can be salmon with, you know, broccoli or something like that. So I got you. I got you. Now you mentioned your nutritionist. What what motivated you to seek the nutritionist out? So, um, and I can I don't have my dates written down, but I'll say like maybe at least 
a couple of years back, maybe three to four years back. Um, okay. Cause I think I would see other people on their journey online. So I considered having weight loss surgery. So um, I was like, okay, let me contact this uh, weight loss clinic, but they shot me down real quick. Cause it was like, really? insurance. yeah, not necessarily, but I, I watched a little seminar and stuff like that. And once I told them the assurance that I had, they was like, yeah, it's not covered. So they're like, um, okay, so your option is out of pocket, which is like 20 something thousand dollars. So I'm like, you yeah, know, I'm not doing that. I don't, you know, so that was definitely discouraging. Right. Um, so although I had, you know, took the time out to watch the information, give information about myself mm-hmm. and so forth, I was like, okay, let me just try it a different way. So then I ended up going back to the, the drawing board, going back to what I know to like try to eat healthier and work out and stuff like that. And and I did that, and I I was very consistent, like I for at least like a month straight. But for me, my okay. struggle was okay. Let's say something happens where I miss a day or two or whatever the case may be. I used to find it so challenging to pick back up where I left off. It was almost like in my mind, it was like, okay, well, you didn't go today or tomorrow, or whatever. So you didn't work out. You you can eat a cookie today or tomorrow because right. you know what I'm saying. <laughs> like, you right, you might as well. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then yeah, I'm, like, yeah, okay, yeah, well, I'm going to yeah. get up tomorrow and I'm going to start back all over again or whatever. And then tomorrow will come. I wouldn't like there'll be something else that'll deter me from. And I just couldn't get back in the swing of things. So for me, I struggled with consistency. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up getting to a place where we changed insurance. I think we end up changing insurance companies. So I was like, okay, well, let me try it again. Let me try a different clinic. Cause I had other people. I think somebody had referred me to their clinic or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it was like, yeah, you can, um, if your doctor, depending on how your doctor wears it, then they may will cover it or whatever. And then I knew I had different insurance. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I actually had contacted cause they make you call your insurance company just to see whether or not it's covered. So I think the actual insurance company that I had weight loss surgery was covered. Um, however, later on down the line, I realized that with the particular plan that I had, it definitely wasn't covered, but, um, I ended up going through the whole process because once you go through the whole process, you have to then see a nutritionist. Um, I want to say I had to do like two group sessions. And then after that, like, I can't remember exactly how many, but I know I spent months, like four to six months, um, seeing a nutritionist on a regular basis. Um, so outside of those two group classes. So the group classes were very helpful and so forth. And then, um, you know, just keeping myself accountable by seeing the nutritionist checking in with her on a regular basis. And she's giving me tips and things to try to change up my eating habits. And I was pretty successful, you know, during that time. Okay. So you mentioned the nutritionist, um, leading up to the weight loss surgery or well, pre weight loss surgery. And Mm -hmm. so did you, you stuck with the nutritionist and then had the weight loss surgery or did you change your mind or how did maybe no, I, so I, I, I heard took, it wrong? I did everything that they required of me to do, which was to complete the sessions with the nutritionist. Okay. I then had to like provide documentation from all my doctor visits with my physician, my primary care physician. I had to see, I don't think, because I didn't really have really many health complications. Like I didn't have like high cholesterol, diabetes. I, I didn't have any of those issues. Um, which I was probably borderline, but, you know, thank God I didn't have those issues. So I didn't have to get like an EKG and stuff like that. Um, But I did have to do like the psychological um, evaluation and stuff like that. So after going through all the requirements and so forth, um, 
we got to the place where they're like, okay, well, we're going to submit your paperwork into your insurance company for approval. Well, then it was like, surprise, <laughs> it's not covered. Like, you know, they. Oh, wow. Okay. It. So that's what two times then, right? Yeah. So at that oh, point, wow. I'm like, okay. I done did everything that I needed to do. And I'm like, I didn't do all this for nothing. So at that point, I'm like, okay, well, I got to figure something else out. Like, because like, surely I didn't just have $20,000 just laying around to go and pay for right, my own right. service. I'm like, well, I got to consider my options. So I was part right. of a different group on social media where they were in, like, um, they had different weight loss um, surgery pages and stuff like that, like groups and, and forums and support groups and things like that. So a lot of people were sharing their um, testimony. They were going out of the States to have surgery, which, of course, is a very scary thing. However, you know, I did my research and, you know, I got a few few feedback from like multiple people. And so I went with okay. a specific um, clinic and I think initially I was going to go in March of last year, but then just so happened, they end up having something come up available. And then I was able to go in January instead. So okay. and it, and it all worked out because I think my year had started over where I was able to use like my, cause I had flex spending and stuff like that. So I was able to gotcha. get like a reimbursement gotcha. or something to that effect or whatnot. I got gotcha. so, you. I got gotcha. yeah. Now, how much weight did you lose prior to the procedure? Um, I believe about 20 pounds from the okay. time. Okay. I yeah. got you. And you were so used to doing the 20 pounds right. down, 30 right. pounds up, 20 pounds. I got you. Mm-hmm. I got you. I got you. And it's like, okay, enough is enough. Now, uh, post-surgery, how did you feel? How did you feel physically? How did you feel mentally? I was ready. So like for me, I think what pushed me, because a lot of people just assume, oh, you go and lay on the table and it's the easy route out. Like that's it. No, it was like, so I had to to make sure that I wouldn't die, like kill myself. You know, I had to follow their orders because I had read stories. Like people were sending me things like my close loved ones, like, you know, people actually dying. And that was uh, from yeah. what I was reading. It was because they weren't following or doing what they were supposed to do. So I right. was there's always risk. two sides to a story. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to risk losing my life. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so I follow, you know, very strictly what they said. And some people were, you know, I read testimony where people ate the day before surgery, but I'm like, no, I took that very serious. So there was a two, two right. pre-op um, diet that I had to be on where I had to like transition myself on a liquid diet pretty much. Um, I was okay. able to consume like four ounces of protein a day, just once a day, but the rest for the first week, but the rest of it was like liquid. So I can do like um, yogurt, like Greek yogurt, and I would mix in yeah. like uh, crystal light flavors because I hated the taste of it. It tastes chalky. Okay, me, so that made you. it easier for me to consume. Okay. I would do sugar-free jello, sugar-free popsicles, okay. um, broth, things of that nature. And then like that week before, it was like no protein, just strictly liquids. So I, I, I paid very okay. close attention to that. I followed because I didn't want to die. I didn't want to lose. So it's like, good. It no, good. Yeah. <laughs> and then afterwards, yeah. You know, they're like, basically, because after you have surgery, um, like the stomach is small and you can't just like put those foreign, you know, things back in it. So you have to, it basically is the same thing, but it was even longer. So you had phases where like the first week you can only do liquids. The second week you can introduce very, very soft foods, um, you know, and then it was a just transition. So I would say the first three months after having the surgery, I didn't eat a normal diet for like the first two or three months. Um, I just, and that's how I lost a good bit of the weight because 
I was very restrictive with what I was able to to consume. So that that was a major part in how I lost a lot of it very quickly. And then once my four weeks hit, I'm like, I'm ready. I'm ready to go to the gym. So it was like I just was literally pumped and ready. I'm like, I'm excited about this journey. And um, it did me pretty good, you know, and I'm still able to maintain. Um, I'm not going to sit here and lie and pretend like I'm just perfect and I'm just the healthiest. Like I still... I recognize some of those habits. Some days I yeah. still have moments where I binge on certain things. I ain't got no business eating. Um, I, but yeah. I learned patterns. So I learned for me sitting watching TV like one one weekend. Normally I'm busy and I'm on the go. But right. I learned when I'm sitting, I tried it one weekend. I was like, I'm gonna just do nothing this weekend and I'm gonna sit and watch a Netflix series. Mm-hmm. And I lied to you now, I don't know what it was about watching that Netflix series, but I after each episode, I was hungry. And thank God I had like, yeah. and you got to be very mindful what you keep in your kitchen because True. I had good options. So like, um, <laughs> yeah. as opposed to Cheetos and Doritos, I had Boom Chicka Pop popcorn, which is okay, a much better option. Um, I had yeah. like um the kind bars and things like that. Yeah, I had fruit, certain fruits and stuff like that. But it seemed like after each episode, mentally my body kept telling me like, I'm hungry. And I, I it was a real thing. Like I had already mm-hmm. eaten dinner when I, before I sat down to watch the TV, but it was like clockwork. Like every time, I don't know what it was. I kept going back and forth to the kitchen. So at some point I was like, okay, just turn it off and go to sleep because you're going to yeah. be eating. You're going to yeah. sit here and eat all night. Yeah. And I was like, wow. So I think, then I looked, thought back about it and I was like, okay, well, I think what I was the show? Um, it was one of them little stupid little relationship, some kind of little couples. Um, I don't know. I can't t- tell you the name of it, but they were like, um, it was like a kind of like a game show, but they were kind of like dating. I can't remember the name of it. But oh, I got you. I got you. Yeah, got something you. like that. But um, but yeah, and I, I typically don't watch much TV and I'm like, okay, gotcha. so TV, sitting, watching TV or series, that's a a, a trigger <laughs> for me. I'm like, okay. I got you. Don't need I to do. Maybe you can find something else productive to do. <laughs> I got you. And that's important that you recognize the trigger. Sometimes you don't even really think something's really affecting you. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have our prideful moments like, oh, no, that ain't that much. That ain't that much. And that can kind of cover a blanket of a lot of situations. Right. And it could be one of the main ones um, for the reason why we are here now in regards to it's like, hey, man, I got to change my life right now because mm-hmm. what I was doing, I didn't think it would affect me or, you know what I'm saying? Like right. that, that doesn't, you know, do that. Or, you know, a little bit of this or a little bit of that. And as I'm getting right. older and, and um, realizing what's my definition of little, you know, um, right. Oh, I just had a handful of that. You know what I mean? I was like, mm-hmm. I got humongous hands. You know, if I have a handful of, they say Skittles, you know, I'm a probably, it'd probably be like a gallon of Skittles in my hands or whatever compared to somebody else. And right. when you start looking at the caloric intake of it and the sugar and stuff like that, and it's, that's that's a that's a no go. So with with that being said, and you you're recognizing your triggers, and one of them was you know emotional eating, and maybe the television show kind of had something to do with it, played a factor, you know who knows the degree of it or whatever. And now you've post surgery. So mm-hmm. how did you kind of constrain yourself or regulate? Let me rephrase that: regulate yourself, um, not diving into the emotional eating aspect of it? Um, so it's still like a, like you said, an ongoing journey. So I still have uh-huh. my moments. And to, th- to me, what 
where I'm realizing is because I'm aware of it. So at least it's like I'm aware of it. So then when I sit back and think, I'm like, okay, you need not to do this. So find right. something else. And so times like that, it's very, it, so when I go to the grocery store, I think about, okay, well, when you have those moments, you need to have better options in the refrigerator. Cause I do still like my daughter, my daughter, she's, she's the, um, she's the skinniest little thing. And, yeah. but she loves to eat junk food. Like she's loves junk it's food. It's the you, it's the you. They just, yeah, they so just like, run off anything right now. Right. Yeah. So a lot of times, you know, like if I go to the grocery store, I pick up things that she liked, but once those things that she liked that I know I don't need to have, which technically she don't need to have either, but you know, yeah. she can get away with it for the time being. And so, right, right, um, right. you know, but because it's there and it's in the pantry. So it's like, okay, well, I have it there. So I know that I just have to, you know, I have to be mindful of that. So I'm not going to say that I don't sometimes, you know, because I do. But then right. it's about, okay, when I go to the grocery store, okay, when I'm tempted to go pick up that pack of Oreos, like, no, nah, instead pick up this. Or if I'm tempted to pick up, I love the right. queso um, ruffle chips or whatever. Okay. Fire. Instead of me picking up those. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Instead of me picking up those, yes. <laughs> pick a pop, you know, pop. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's, it's thinking about that and just so that I'm conscious mm-hmm. and aware. So it's not that I don't do those things, but it's just like trying to be aware of it and then try to cut back and just have balance. It's about balance, you know. Right, right, right. And I love that you said that because perfection is an illusion because, again, we're so visual nowadays. We're hyper visual, especially um, during COVID and, you know, post COVID is just the increase of our eyes just on these phones, on these devices. Right. Mm -hmm. And we're just seeing highlights and the highlights may look like perfection. Like you were talking about earlier, taking angles of pictures or pictures, like with the correct Mm -hmm. angles or, um, filters or whatever. And I think I've counted, I think you said this four times, which I love it is providing options, providing just better options. Like nothing is going to be perfect overnight. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm not um, tearing out my pantry and uh, throwing right. out all the chips, throwing out all of this or whatever. I may throw out four bags of chips, but I may keep one. You know what I mean? Like I love mm-hmm. the reality in it because that's what it is. It's it's a gradual kind of reduction. That's what I call it. It's a gradual right. reduction. And then eventually it can be elimination if that's what it needs or if that's right. what you need to uh, to go in order to be like, you know what? I just got to get rid of it. Rid some of it. days I'm like that where it's like I get rid of everything. And then some days I'm like, oh, I just need I need I need a little bit of that just mm-hmm. in there because we all got our cravings. Right. But right. Like you said earlier about, you know, with the help for, from the nutritionist and learning how to count your calories like okay how many carbs does this have it in? you know what's the calorie count and you'll be right. surprised with a lot of stuff you know what yes. we deem as as healthy like i thought for years like uh tortilla wraps or chicken wraps just from like you know obviously everybody's always pointing fingers at mcdonald's they're the number one so whatever mm-hmm. you know just how just chicken wraps or whatever are just like label no matter if it's a grill one or a fry so let's protect let's hone in on the grill mm-hmm a tortilla shell has about the same amount of calories and carbs as buns. And when I saw that, that just literally just blew my as mind. What? You know what I mean? As like you actual said. act of the buns, actual like oh, a um, like a hamburger okay. bun or like the bread, right. you okay. know what I mean? Far mm-hmm. as for, for wraps, but just how things 
are marketed, how things can be marketed or oh, what yeah. we believe is a healthier option, right? Mm-hmm. But once you start to get some assistance, right? Whether it's nutritionist mm-hmm. or you just use this magical thing called Google, we all have on our phone, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And just yeah. look at, hey, what are the nutritional facts on this? What is a serving on this? What is, and you can be surprised. You'd be like, no, I can have that as long as it can fit into mm-hmm. my daily caloric intake, you know? And it's mm-hmm. like, people have to do their their own research in regards mm-hmm. to, not to say that, you can't, you can't ask me or somebody can't ask you, but at the end of the day, it is just, just you, you have to do the research yourself. Just as mm-hmm. like you're talking about with, um, you know, pre-surgery, like, you know, I had to do my research, you know, I realized, Hey, I'm not going to eat, you know, two weeks before or two weeks after I'm going to make sure I follow this to the mm-hmm. T because my life depends on, it. I'm not going to play right. around with it. You know right. what I mean? As far as just doing that information or uh, seeking that information. But going back to what um, what I'm highlighting you at is the is the options. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just providing yourself just with better options because it's the, this mentality of perfection, perfection, perfection. Mm-hmm. Um, like, OK, OK, yeah, she lost weight or he lost weight. So I bet he all he eats is celery. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, like no, I, I got a whole tub of peanut butter in my refrigerator right now. But. I know how much nice I can. I know how much I can. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Like, it's yeah. it, it 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 is a balance. You know what I mean. And as long as you know, it's like there's there's not just going to be you know pills and potions. And even since, or even if somebody has uh, you know surgery, right, it still doesn't just stop there. Like the weight just right. ain't going just come off. You still you still have to work. You still have to right. have to work on that. Now. Um, post-surgery, you know, would say about four weeks and you're like, okay, you're ready to go back to the gym or go to the gym. Now, mm-hmm. did you have any assistance uh, in regards mm-hmm. to as far as your workouts going in or how did that look like for you? What was that process like for you? No, and I still pretty much don't um, for the most part, but I was just like, okay, I know I got to be active. So that was right. just the key for me just to be active. So a lot of the time I would go in there and do mostly cardio and then I would do some okay. kind of weightlifting because I just do, you know, I still have loose skin and stuff like that. But I was like, I was trying to balance it out. So I may go in and do 30 minutes on an elliptical and then do the next 30 minutes doing different like weightlifting um, machines and so forth. And I just continue to do that. So that was my goal. I didn't really have anything specific in mind. Now I have since then incorporated like a, um, this lady, I know she's one of my makeup clients and she, she's a fitness person. And so uh, a fitness trainer and she has like a, a high intensity um, course that she does every Saturday. So most Saturday okay. I get up and go and do it. It's, it's with ropes, ladders and other stuff. So it's jump ropes and, um, like the resistant bands and stuff like that. So it's like an hour that I do every Saturday. Yeah. Well, okay. I ain't gonna say every Saturday, but she she mostly right. available. She does one mostly every Saturday. Sometimes she'll skip a week if it's a holiday or because for whatever reason. But yeah, so I started doing that. Um, of course, at some point, and I even would like go on YouTube from time to time and try to like do like specific workouts like around the house to target my stomach or my arms or stuff like that now i'm not as consistent as i could be when it comes to those things um but ultimately i do want to get there to where i can like tone because i've lost the weight and so forth so i look you know i'm I'm pleased with how i look with the clothes on and stuff like that but there are things that you know i want to work on yeah yeah, there's still there's still work. Well, we just got just yeah. got through talking about it's like yeah, you can have the surgery, and you know weight will come off or can come off, but it's still working the process, and work can look 
you know, different again, when I was going back to, it's like, okay, what's your definition of little, what's your definition of work? What does that look like? Well, work can look like my intake. I have to make sure, like you said, I have to have this amount of uh, protein or this amount of ounces, or I can't just indulge in a whole, um, you know, one pound bag of, you know, queso, queso flavored, right. <laughs> you know, ruffles, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because there's ramifications for it. You know what I mean? So just with that being said, what are some of your favorite muscle groups to work on as far as working out in, in strength training? Is it arms? Is it the back, um, legs? What is, what is, what I, what I, for me, the arms, because that's where I, I, okay. I see I'm most more conscious of my arms. Gotcha. With, and, and some people be like, oh, girl, you look good. Um, but it's, it's the poses and the angles. So I know how to you know, dress it up to where I'm okay right. with whatever. But um, a lot of people, and I'm, and I'm telling them, I'm like, no, I definitely have loose skin. Cause they're like, what do you do? And I'm like, no, I definitely have loose skin. You may not see it because I'm taking the picture a certain way or whatever, to, so that it's less noticeable, but it's definitely there. Um, But like I tell them, my perspective is when I look back at some of my pictures and I look at how big my arms were before, like with the extra fat on my arms, I'm like, okay, well, Although I'm, not, it's not flattering to have the loose skin, but I'm like I would much prefer having the loose skin than I would having the extra fat on my arms and so forth. So yeah, 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 I learned yeah, to yeah. be okay with myself. You know, a lot of times we can kind of be pretty hard on ourselves when it comes to appearance yeah. and stuff like that. We live in this social media world where everybody right. wants perfection and stuff. But right, you know, and I used to be like, like you see, like right now I haven't, you know, whatever. Now I may take a picture and if I say, I'm like, and I'm not posting that, but. Right. It's not gonna to the point where it's gonna stop me. Like I don't care say, if I'm walking and somebody else say, Oh, she got her arms out and then her skin just I don't care right. about what the next person right. may think because like at the end of the day, what you see is a, a reflection of a journey that I've been on and something that I've right. so that doesn't bother right. me. Right, right, right. Now speaking of that journey, what was your your starting weight? What was your your starting weight? Um, I would say my highest weight from that I've ever recorded. Just get on a scale. I remember being like two hundred and eighty nine pounds. And okay. for me, I and was what's like, your height? Uh, five six, five six. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Five six. So you say like, two eighty nine. Uh huh. So I was like, okay. you can't get, you can't, I ain't trying to see 300. <laughs> so I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's scary. Like when it's, when it's, when it's that close, you know, when I got up to highest I've gotten up to was 402 pounds, Okay. 402 pounds. And it's like, you don't even realize like I'm six foot three. So it's right. in my head. I think you mentioned something earlier about like, you're not even thinking that it's that bad. And right. it's just one day I'm just like, this is not a good look you know, uh, literally and figuratively, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you kind of just go on that, on that, on that, um, on that journey, you know, you start investigating, you start, uh, reaching out to people because it can be lonely, can be isolated because, you know, we all have our private moments and it's like, I don't want to talk to nobody about my mm-hmm. imperfections and that imperfection right. can be, um, this big stomach I got in here, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, right. um, you know, just breathing hard by just, standing and breathing, you know, right. all these type of things that you realize, like, no, I'm like, this ain't it. I'm trying to tie your <laughs> shoes. That was one yeah. Of oh my goodness. Yeah. Literally trying to tie your shoes, sitting on the edge of the bed or just sit. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Goodness gracious. Me, <laughs> listen, I just lost 60 pounds again. And I just, I can finally clip my toenails without having a heart attack almost. You know what I mean? Right. My goodness. <laughs> you know, just being flexible, shoot, just being able to sit down in this chair 
this long without having to squirm or whatever because mm-hmm. so much pressure is coming down and on my yeah. waist and things like yeah. that. So it's not even so much of a of a glam aspect. Yes, that is right. one of the non-scale victories that come when you do lose weight. Um, right. But comfort. it's like, no, I have to lose weight to get this. Yeah, comfort, comfort. Right. Shoes fit better. Clothes fit better. You're sweating less. You know, there's less deodorant you probably got to put on because it's like, man, I ain't trying to be funky all day. I've been sweating. You know, you're in the South. Right. You know, it's not high. Right. You know, it's the Midwest here. It's just rained two days ago and it's so thick and it's muggy. And yeah. shoot, you got to stay hydrated. You know, you really cannot right. afford now that, you know, I'm in my 40s right now. And it's like, no, it's it's critical. You know, we can yeah. do, like you said, the glitz and glam, the angles and make things seem a certain type of way. And that has nothing to do with somebody being pretty or not pretty based off of right. an angle that you can exactly. do a picture. It's, man, what the numbers look like when you go to the doctor. You know right. what I mean? And that's that's real because a right. picture can just be, you know, just a moment, just a moment in time. I can take a picture right now. OK, that's it. You know, but how was one? How are you? How is anybody living after that moment? You know, like you said, it's like, how do you feel when you sit down? How do you feel when you stand up? Can you tie your shoe? Right. Can you clip your toenails? You know, can you stand up in the shower and wash your feet? Can you lift your legs right. up and you right. know what I mean? Things, things like basic that, things we don't even think about doing. Yes, functional, functional things, functional things every day. So when you finally, um, let's say, um, post surgery, um, you're getting into the gym. How, how many, how many pounds did you lose like a week or a month? Like, how were you tracking that? Um, let me see. Oh, this is an average. This is an average. Mm-hmm. I took, let me see. I had like some, uh, at one point I just stopped because people like, you got to go. I didn't even sit like, oh, I want to be by this. I just said, I'm a, you know, cause we, we get put so much pressure on ourselves and stuff True. like that. So I was like, I'm True. not gonna, I didn't care about none of that. So, um, but True. I did like kind of periodically I would take notes. Um, let me see if I can. Mm-hmm. Like, write like a lot of notes, like kind of like daily. Did you do like a daily, let's say journal or vlog or just say documentation? No, I, I should have, uh-huh. but I didn't. So um, I got you. my surgery weight was 269. Okay. Which I said I like lost about 20 pounds. Um, five mm-hmm. weeks post-surgery, I was 243. Okay. Ten weeks, I was two thirty. Twelve okay. weeks, I was two twenty five. Um, sixteen okay. weeks, I was two eighteen. And okay, I think I just I kind of stopped keeping track. But I know within like eight months, I was at least like um, I was almost reaching that hundred pound down. Like like before, it didn't take me a whole year to lose the hundred pounds. I was at least at like eighty, eighty pounds down, like in within eight months or something like that. I got you. Now you mentioned earlier about being down, you know, 20, 30, or even 50. What did it feel like losing that 100? And how did that compare to the 50 pounds? When you, when you saw on the scale, you're like, Oh my God, 100 pounds. What did that feel like to you? Honestly, I don't know. Like it was, it was just like, wow. Like, you know, yeah, it wasn't one of those things like, okay. It's like, okay. Yay. Like, you know, you did it. Like I just, I was kind of like, I guess it, it happened over course of time. And I just, I guess, cause I wasn't stressed about it, but it felt, yeah. it definitely felt good to, um, yeah. you know, see myself once I got there, but it wasn't like, oh, I've arrived or I got this much more work to do. Like I didn't stress myself about it. I was just yeah. kind of like wherever I end up at, like, I'm just going to continue to, you know, make this a lifestyle and wherever I end up being like, you know, I'm just going to have to be okay with that. And so, um, but yeah, yeah it definitely feels good. Um, 
you know, having all that extra weight off. And I didn't even realize I was continuing to lose weight until like I was just like my stuff went fit. My underwear, underwear went fit. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah you gotta like, buy a whole now. new wardrobe clothes. Yeah. So I'm like, my, my bras or whatever. I'm like, oh my goodness, like mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, so just stuff wasn't fitting and 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 I wasn't yeah. like my goal wasn't to continue to lose weight. I was kind of like content with where I was at or whatever, but I'm just learning. I'm going in the store now. I could fit a small, like you know. I'm like, yeah. I don't remember yeah. the last time I could wear a small or anything, but I think now they kind of making the clothes mm. a little bit bigger because I still feel like I think I'm at somewhere around one sixty something, like one sixty seven. Okay. Last time okay. I weighed myself maybe okay. like a week or two ago, and um, I yeah, American like, small is different from a right, Amazon so, small. When you yeah. order stuff on Amazon, they're 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 small. You're like, okay, well, you know, I can fit into a small here. You know, mm-hmm. and then uh, you get an Amazon small or order mm-hmm. something off of Amazon mm-hmm. and it's coming from overseas and they're just mm-hmm. smaller people. They're just smaller yeah. people. Those are just facts. There's no bias, no racism or anything like that. Yeah. Stuff is just small. Like yeah. I can buy a 2XL uh, in the store here and mm-hmm. then buy a 2XL, you know, on Amazon, depending on where the site is at, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, this is a medium. Right, <laughs> you know what right. I mean? So, yeah, so you know, kind of just dealing with I, yeah. I mostly wear fitness clothes, stuff that like stretch. But even with some of the stuff, I, I was like, darn, you know, because I didn't want to like buy a whole new wardrobe and then have to buy stuff because I was like, I didn't know where I would end up being. So yeah. I mostly yeah. got stretchy stuff or whatever. So like yeah. now I'm finding that most of my even my workout stuff is like falling off of me and loose. So I'm like, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> and that stuff ain't cheap. That, that stuff ain't, that stuff is not no. cheap. And especially if you want. Like the, the nice quality, a good yeah. quality stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. going back again. It's like, it ain't got nothing to do with like the name brand. It just so happened that you start to understand why the name brand is a name brand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, you know what? This keeps, you know, this keeps the sweat in a certain type of way versus this mm-hmm. other one. And it's like, no, nah, this shirt is completely drenched. You know, it's just different stuff you find. And it's just, you have just more access. You have more options um, mm-hmm. to, to shop. You have more options to just be who you are that's, today. That's definitely a motivator yeah. for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, hey, definitely, definitely. I got to shop and have it, obviously. So I, <laughs> I love it. And that was one of the things that would discourage, like when it came to me, um, you know, gaining the weight and stuff like that, like I wasn't comfortable mm-hmm. because it was like the things that I like that I see, like I, I think of myself as being pretty stylish or whatever. I ain't no fashion. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. That, but you know, I, I feel like I have a good quality to know how to buy things that complement my shape and that look good on me because I'm always yeah. getting compliments and stuff. But I got to a point where if they don't make make as much stuff, you know, on them plus size. Like, you know, I would yeah. shop at the plus yeah. size stores and then I'd be looking back and like, okay, you know, there was were some options, though, but reality of it was is it just wasn't flattering. And so it's yeah. definitely been a motivator for me, you know, with losing right. weight. It's like, okay, that makes me right. want to keep it off because I'm like, okay, well, I can wear yeah. this now, you know, so. Yeah, because eventually your options get capped off and nobody wants to live mm-hmm. their life like that, right. especially off um, something that you can control. You know, you that is like, like your weight. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah, for real. It's like eventually, like, I can only mix and match, you know, this particular uh, color or cloth or whatever. And it's not that many options. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't really like that. Yeah, I can make it work, but it's it's just too much thought process <laughs> into it versus just, hey, I want that. I'm going to the store and grab that. Oh, I see this on, you know, this website. Boom. You know what I'm saying? And I got mm-hmm. I got what I want. But yeah, you know, that does become tough because it's I'm going to either have to buy some more clothes at this 
uh, size, as far as the the big size or whatever, mm-hmm. or I can have just more access to clothes and things that I want. If I just, you know, lose the weight, if I just start mm-hmm. investigating, you know, maybe seek out a nutritionist, speak out um, mm-hmm. a dietitian or a personal trainer, you know, you, we all have that power. Once people start realizing that they have that power, they, and mm-hmm. then they start realizing that, you know, they're, they're not defeated. They're, they're not defeated. Right. I think we live in this day and age, like, you know, we said it this third time, this perfection uh, via mm-hmm. online to where it's people can feel defeated by, by looking at, at somebody and it's like, oh, well, they, they lost weight or they may look perfect. It's like, you don't know that person's journey. Don't always mm-hmm. assume, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it is tough. It is tough. Right. It is tough. Like what, what, what can you tell somebody who's hesitant about starting their fitness journey that you learned on yours? You know, some people may think that, um, say for instance, right. I will get this all the time. Um, even when somebody's starting their, 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 their personal training journey, oh, I don't want to be bulky. It's like, just start. You know, it's not as bad as you think, or somebody may be afraid of loose skin as far as, you know, losing weight. Um, what can you tell those people? Not even so much of oh, the specific people who are afraid of loose skin once they lose weight. Just anybody who's right. hesitant, because there's somebody who's watching this right now who's mm-hmm. eating a bag of queso ruffle chips. <laughs> <laughs> in a bag of case of ruffle chips who don't like vegetables yeah that know that they need to to change something what can you tell them um i would say to anyone who's you know um battling or or debating and going back and forth in their mind as far as to um you know, with their weight loss journey, I would say first you have to figure out what works for you. You have to prepare yourself mentally and and it's not to where like you have to do certain things to get to a certain place before you. It's like I've arrived now. I've done the work to mm-hmm. be here mentally because it's, it's an ongoing thing. So right. um, you have to first make a choice um, in your mind. You have to, you know, you have to realize that it's not going to happen overnight. You have to realize that it's a process. Um, you can't beat yourself up about it. Um, you're going to slip. But the thing about it is continue to keep picking yourself up and, and keep going, you know. So no matter and no matter how many times it takes for you to start, just start again. Um, no matter what, when your mind keeps telling you, oh, well, I don't want to do it because I can't do it. I don't have time to do it. You have to find a way to to um, drown out all those objections that you have to yourself because it starts in the mind. And so once you can conquer the mental aspect of it, then you can go after whatever. So make take small steps. Like for me, I didn't, my taste palate didn't like certain vegetables, but there are other modifications that you can make. For instance, I love eating bread. However, instead of me going and getting that white bread or that butter, whatever bread that is, that John, right. I can't even remember the name of it, but they have Dave's Killer Bread. It tastes almost as good, but it has, it's a whole food. Mm-hmm. It has nutritional, it has grains, it has protein, it has other things in it. So, and, and it's still bread. So yeah, there's still some drawbacks to it or whatever, but it's a better change. It's about making those small changes and, and not beating yourself up about it, but you have to hold yourself accountable. Um, and so it's just about being aware and, and, and we have a habit, a bad habit of comparing ourselves to other mm-hmm. people. So your journey is your journey and try not to get caught up in somebody else's journey. So start where you stand and just try to figure out what works for you and and do whatever it takes and, and communicate with other people around you and let them know how important it is to, to, to need their support and hold them accountable. So, you know, you don't need other people's judgment, but Hey, you know, 
this is what I would like to do. We, we oftentimes, you know, because it, it makes us uncomfortable. So we don't want to talk to other people about it. But if it's something that you're serious about and it's bothering you, then you have to learn how to open up and have those conversations with those people that are closest to you, that love you. And whether or not you have their support or not, at least you've done that starting point of at least having that conversation and letting them know. And if you can't find the people close around you, then find some new friends, you know, some uh, somebody else that may be on that same journey that can relate to you and maybe you can motivate and encourage each other. Um, but as far as, you know, worrying about, the downside of it. Okay. If I lose weight, then I'm going to have the saggy skin, but so what there's things about you that you don't like about yourself right now with the weight. So at least, you know, right. yeah, you may have saggy skin, but guess what? You're going to feel better about yourself. You're going to be healthier. You're going to live longer to be around your loved ones and, you know, and so forth. Right, right, right. So your journey is your journey. If you don't communicate, you won't let anybody know as far as what's going on with you. My grandmother mm-hmm. said, a closed mouth, don't get fed. And so mm-hmm. if somebody wants to communicate and reach out to somebody uh, who's been through it, who uh, has, their, has their craving of queso, ruffle chips, ever since you said that, I got the visual. I got the visual. I'm like, I know, I know those. I, know. I see them in the gas station every time. They got, they got the little bags and they got the big bags. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So if somebody is looking for somebody to encourage them, tell everybody where they can reach you at. Um, social media or website, let everybody know where they can reach you at to reach out and say, Hey, Hey, Carissa, I need some type of guidance one way or another. Where can they best reach you at? Absolutely. So, um, most people reach out to me on Instagram. My Instagram, um, handle is I underscore A M M underscore Carissa K A R E S S A. Um, my website, I do have a website, is www.iamcaressa.com. Um, that's where my book and booking site and other things. It tells you a little bit more about me outside of just my weight loss journey, you know, give you a little bit more detailed background. But um, don't hesitate to reach out and inbox me. I have people who oftentimes, um, you know, I'm encouraging them. I have one lady that reached out to me. She just had her surgery and she's been having a rough um, time after with her post-op and stuff like that with gas and other stuff. So, um, you know, and I'll pray for you. I will encourage you and do whatever it is that I can. And that helps keep me accountable in a sense, because with me having other people that are looking up to me, of course, I, I, I would never tell them or make them believe that I'm this perfect person or that I have it all together mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. But that helps keep me accountable because if I know somebody else is, if I'm inspiring someone else that pushes me and motivates me to keep going on my journey because I, I love nothing more than inspiring and helping other people. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And if you found inspiration in today's podcast and would like to support, then sign up to my weekly newsletter, The Success Fitness Newsletter. You'll get access to my new ebook, How Many Calories Should I Eat? It's a guide with resources to find your daily caloric intake to ensure success in reaching your fitness goals. You'll also get access to my private Facebook community, Success Fitness Family, and weekly emails when this podcast publishes every Sunday at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. The link to sign up to the success fitness newsletter will be in the description in the show notes and carissa's website and ig will be listed in there too so i want to thank you for listening to the success fitness podcast i want to thank miss carissa johnson for coming on the success fitness podcast and sharing her beautiful amazing weight loss transformation story and remember if it's not making you stronger simply chant more weight more weight more weight peace out